Welcome to episode one of the Tall, Dark, and Ratchet podcast. I am your host, Mr. Marcel Williams, and I don't have an intro song yet, which bothers me a little bit. I feel like in my mind, I want an intro song to be like this. But knowing how corny I am, it's probably going to sound a little something more like this. But if I had the absolute choice, it would be a song like this. Hey, I don't know if you've heard that song yet, but if you haven't, um, please go check it out. That's a little boosie. I don't know if the name of the song is called Put Your Pussy Lips on Live and I'll give you a thousand dollars, but it should be. Um, happy 420, first of all, to uh, all the stoners out there. I myself am not a avid pot smoker. I do, however, enjoy some CBD. So <sighs> I smoke that in solidarity to you. With that being said, um, I don't really know the fair use laws when it comes to YouTube and all the streaming platforms and playing other music. So if this gets taken down, lesson learned. But with that being said, I do enjoy thoroughly using a bunch of sound bites. So I'm going to proceed to do that throughout this entire episode. Um, but I figured since everyone is quarantined, since we're doing this whole social distancing, it would be fun to not look at the negative side of having to be stuck at home. Rather, let's look at the positives. So let's deep dive into the best of coronavirus thus far. So there's been a lot of challenges. Now, I'm not one to really want to partake in a lot of these challenges that you've been seeing online, um, like the dancing ones and such, mainly because I can't dance. <laughs> but anyways, um, I also can't do a few other things um, like exist. But I'm trying to do that right now. But there was a climax challenge. Now, I know what you're thinking. It has nothing to do with the fact that Pornhub Premium is free right now. It is actually a singing challenge where Eric Bellinger, I don't really know the whole stipulation as to why this came about and became a thing, but I know it has to do with The weekend and Diplo somehow. Either somebody had the record and didn't get the record or somebody wrote the record or I don't know. But what I do know is that Eric Bellinger put out to the universe this Climax Challenge, hashtag Climax Challenge, where he asked everyone to give their best rendition of this Big Usher song. Now, I can't sing to save my life. However, I can lip sync real well. So I did just that, and I found the comments to be hilarious. For one, there was people that really did know me who were shocked at how talented of a singer I was. I'm 32 years old and cannot sing to save my life. And if I could, I feel like that's something you would have known about prior to this climax challenge. I don't think I'm very, hmm, how do I put this? I'm a jackass. So anything that will garner any type of attention, I'm all over it. So if I could sing like Usher, I can assure you that I would probably be singing a lot more often. But I fooled you, some of you. And 
in the midst of this entire climax challenge, Usher was at home, bored, obviously caught wind of what was going on in Instagram and decided to give his own rendition of his own song. And I lip sync it. And this was the clip in which I did. Go We're together now, we're undone. Won't come in, so we choose to run away. Do we separate? Oh, don't wanna give in, so we both gave up. Can't take it back, nigga. We reached the climax, climax. Um, and some people were genuinely fooled in. Uh, my performance of Usher performing his own song Climax, which I found quite amusing. Um, I tagged Eric Velliger as most people who participated in the challenge did. And he actually saw it, liked it, um, commented on it um, with some LOLs. But I got a lot of um, stray followers and people commenting like, bruh, this is crazy. You got to put out more fire, dog. This is sick. I had no idea. Um, so I'm definitely going to keep trolling because it's fun and it's funny, but I can't sing for those of you who were fooled. My bad. Didn't mean to lead you on. Thought it was pretty apparent, but apparently it was not. Um, now one challenge that had me a little bit confused at first was there was a bunch of ladies on my timeline doing this. I don't know what, again, the name is, but I think it's like a makeup challenge or uh, dress up challenge or whatever it was. But essentially what would happen is these ladies would have these makeup tools. I don't know if it's a blush brush or I'm not very well versed in the world of makeup, but they would have this little brush and they would look beat. Well, let me not say beat. They looked unprepared and au natural. Then they would take this tool flick the wrist and then next thing you know they're all dolled up which is cool you're stuck in the house you're bored you're trying to find creative cool ways to you know and, and these ladies would pass the video around and their their girls would like take it over they throw the brush and then the next girl would just catch it from their place and then they would do up their makeup and i'm like yeah this is all fun and dandy but one thing that i noticed was how good some of you ladies are at catfishing guys because again i don't know what the appropriate politically correct term to use in regards to your pre-makeup face but you look beat some of you look real beat and then you do the whole flick of the wrist and all of a sudden you're maxim ready i could see you on the cover of playboy magazine um your OnlyFans page will be popping. But if you weren't doing the whole makeup abracadabra thing, the preface, a lot of you I didn't realize looked like that. And I know this sounds really shallow, but if the same challenge was given to men, I kind of feel like, what would be the difference? We would flick our wrist and then a button up would appear. Like we don't really have the option to transform to the extent that you ladies transform. Now, I don't want to sound ungrateful. 
I appreciate a lot of the effort and the time that and the finance because obviously a lot of you need it's some pretty steep amounts of makeup. I appreciate that. But um, it's very drastic. And uh, yeah, you fooled me. So if that was the, the point of the challenge that who can catfish the hardest, some of you get that award for sure. But either way, there's uh, the whole TikTok craze is definitely you know, been the highlight of a lot of people's Corona time down. So there's been some dance challenges. Like I said, don't typically partake. It's done a lot for artists whose songs weren't necessarily just doing well organically, but because they had their song associated to a challenge, it now has boosted the stock. So Ty Dolla Sign being one of those people with, baby, can you do me something? Oh, see, I can't dance, but you know what I'm talking about. People were just standing in a row doing the whole, you know, arm thing and then the clap and then the next person and so on. So props to him for, um, you know, getting getting the numbers up. But everyone's been taking advantage, including Drizzy, who doesn't need any assistance whatsoever. Can we talk about this uh, Tussie challenge for a quick second here? Um, let me turn this down. This music is overwhelming. Um, so he's in his big mansion, baller house. So I think he's the only person who won can do an entire music video in his house and still have rooms left over because we didn't see the whole house. We saw like the living room, a couple bedrooms, and this guy's house is nice. It's like $89 million for the embassy in Toronto. The art, phenomenal. The layout, great. Like how can you complain? It's 89 bucks. You could have literally just, I don't know, put that same amount of gold in an empty piece of land and people are like, wow, look at that $89 piece of gold. That's gorgeous. But his home is nice. But I find it interesting that he made a song on Scorpion that featured Michael Jackson. And then when he was touring, the whole Neverland story came out. And then he no longer performed said song. But now this song, initially people were like, oh, it's a cool little fun dance. Let's all get on board. It's Drake. And then he eventually broke down uh, on his live. He, he broke down where the song kind of came from. He sent it to this dancer whose name was Tussie and then ended up naming it Tussie Slide. But the entire song, if you listen to it, he's giving you the instructions on how to moonwalk. Right foot up, left foot slide. That's the moonwalk. Black leather glove, no sequence zippers on the jacket like he's describing michael jackson in its entirety and this is a song that debuted number one as of i think saturday it's streamed three billion times and maybe i'm just not in the right news circles but i haven't heard any negative backlash now i'm not saying he should receive a bunch of negative backlash but 
I'm just trying to paint the picture that only Drake in 2020, after all of the Michael Jackson scandals, people getting canceled left, right, and center, people not supporting his music, so on and so forth, can make an entire song about Michael Jackson. And this song isn't even like like your your typical song to really debut number one. Like it doesn't really like slap slap. It's a very chill ambiance of a song. Black leather glove, no sequence. Buckles on the jacket, it's elite shit. So it's just interesting to me that he can um make a song that is potentially about a pedophile, like the biggest pedophile, most famous pedophile of all times. And it goes number one right away. And everyone's like, Ooh, tussie, tussie challenge, baby, you know? Um, but I like the song. So I'm a hypocrite. Ayo. I just wonder like, to what extent can you like do like a Harvey Weinstein song and would it, would it slap the same? Or if he did like a, an R Kelly record right now, after everyone's seen the, um, what's that documentary? Uh, R. Kelly's a pervert, whatever it is. But yeah, I don't know. I just find it very interesting that he can, um, he has the power and the influence to put out a record like that. And people are just like, all right, let's, let's bump this one. This is that new hitter. Another record was, um, this one right here. Okay, I'm bored in the house and I'm in the house, bored. Bored in the house and I'm in the house, bored. Bored in the motherfucking house, bored. And I'm bored in the motherfucking house, bored. Bored in the house, bored in the house, bored. Bored in the house, bored in the house, bored. Very self-explanatory. You are bored in the house. And Tyga is great at social media, by the way. I wasn't really a huge Tyga fan. I think everyone can say within the last couple of years, he's had a really good run. And most people weren't really running for a Tyga record, but... His social media presence is actually really comical. He doesn't really seem it when you when you see him like for at on at award shows or even in like music videos or whatever. But like he's really kind of turned up the personality, which I enjoy. I feel like um, maybe he's gotten to that point where his career where he's proved to himself a certain level of success. Where now he's can kind of just lay back and dress like Jim Carrey from The Mask in music videos and um, dance ridiculously to Bored in the House. And he's also a dad. So I feel like that probably changes people too, where they're just like, nah, none of that media shit really matters. Let me just have fun with my kids. I would know because um, none of my baby mamas have claimed me yet. Hey, oh, so no babies right now. Um, but yeah, great song. And uh, for those of you who are celebrating 420, there is in fact a song that you guys can get down with, which is the remix to it that Lil Duval did. Shout out to um, Mr. Lil Duval for, for making this record right here. I'm high in the house, but I'm in the house high. High in the house, but I'm in the house high. I'm high in the house, but I'm in the house high. But I'm high in the house, but I'm in the house high. High in the house, high in the house high. High in the house, high in the house high. I'm high in the house, but I'm in the house high. But I'm high in the house, but I'm in the house Yeah, so um, very straightforward. Rather than just being bored in the house, he just got really high. And then, of course, on TikTok, people are just eating a lot of food and whatnot. So if you want to partake in a challenge, I'm sure you can just throw that hashtag out there and someone will see it. Someone will like it. Um, only other challenge I really want to talk about is the, I guess would go hand in hand with that, uh, makeup challenge thing that the ladies were doing. But the male equivalent was the show the top of your head challenge. Now I've got too much hair on my head, um, and no barber. So 
I wouldn't really participate in such a challenge because it would defeat the purpose of what the premise is, where if you usually shave your head bald because you're receding, you got yourself like a, a George Costanza or whatever normally, rather than wearing a hat or I don't know what else you would put on your head, um, a bag, but you would just expose the top of your head and show the growth on their sides. But what I don't really get is that if I was, and again, maybe I, I, I don't know enough about the balding community, but if I had a receding hairline and I wasn't proud of it and I would, sh- I would get somebody to shave it, I feel like that's something you can do on your own. Unless I'm highly mistaken, there's a, a huge degree of difficulty, but I know some dudes who have mirrors in their shower set up so they could see the back of their head. And, but what do I know? Um, but yeah, that's another challenge that's going around where people are exposing their true growth, which is cool. I mean, listen, own it, baby. I mean, you can't do anything about it apparently. So you might as well just rep the top of your head. Um, now these IG lives, let me just first say, not everyone needs to go on IG live. There's memes going around too, where there's like a a Simpsons picture I'm going to put it right there so you know what I'm talking about. But there's a photo of Homer at a bar and he's just surrounded by people. And they all have like the little IG Live logo over their face. And that's essentially what it is. Like when you go onto Instagram at any time of the day now, somebody's on Instagram Live. Now, some people put some production value behind it. And I can appreciate that. If you're going to interview a doctor about coronavirus, I'm all in. I might learn something. It's informative. This person knows what they're talking about. But if it's just going to be you and a homie or just you by yourself staring into the lens, no, it's not what I don't, I don't know if I'm speaking for myself here, but I don't think anybody decided to go on to the social media and be like, "Mm, let me see what Corey Bobbitt is doing on Instagram right now. And he's just staring in the camera with like, I don't know, uh, Toby Keith playing in the background while he's sipping a, a, a Paps Blue Ribbon. It's not what I came here for, personally. Um, but if that is what you came for, then, yo, listen, more, more power to it. There's also these um, battles that have been going around. If you're not really big on like hip-hop or R&B, you probably haven't heard about any of these, so this is all going to go over your head. But I'm an avid fan of such genres of music. So the the first one that kind of set off this trend and now they're actually being produced by these two is Timbaland and Swiss Beats who have crazy catalogs of music. So just hearing those songs that you may not have heard in a while is, is just refreshing and it's fun and it's engaging and they just go back and forth. They don't play the entire song, maybe just like the first minute or, you know, the verse and a hook or whatever the case may be. But it's cool because these guys have great bodies of work. Other people have followed this trend. One of my favorite ones was um, Hit Boy and Boy Wanda. If you don't know who those guys are, they've produced more so within the last decade, a lot of the hits that you may be familiar with. Um, the best thing that came out of that was this drop right here. No disrespect to Hit Boy, but I got other hits, boy. If you don't know what that reference is, on a song 0 to 100, Drake had a line where he says, um, I should probably sign a hit, boy, because I got all the hits, boy. 
And then Boy Wanda, who obviously is really close to Drake, decided to play an alternate version, which was no disrespect to Hit Boy, but I got all the hits, boy. Which was fun. It's always fun when you hear something unreleased and they each played an unreleased record. Um, I know this is all really dated and old, but guess what? I haven't been able to talk about this. And we're talking about the best of quarantine, so bear with me. So... Yeah, no, it was just really cool to kind of hear some unreleased music. Obviously, Boy Wonder having all of Drake's catalog played some unreleased Roddy Rich and Drake, which was cool. And then uh, Hip Boy had a Nipsey Hustle and uh, Big Sean record, which was great. So huge fan of that. And uh, I'm happy that all went down. But yeah, going back to these IG Lives battles. There was supposed to be one on Saturday, which was monumental. Over 400,000 people were on at any given time throughout the few minutes that this struggle lasted. But um, let me actually preface by saying I'm grateful for these, by the way. These guys all have these crazy catalogs of music and they don't have to go on Instagram and get dressed up and play you their hits for an hour or two back to back they don't have to do that they're not really doing anything except reminding you of their hits so that's essentially their only benefit in doing this but there was a lot of promo behind this babyface and teddy riley battle because these guys have been around for i think it's uh babyface been around for 40 years in the game in the music industry and Teddy Riley, something like 30 plus years, whatever. So these guys have both been around for a very long time. We're talking like anything from the Mariah Carey's, Michael Jackson's to you, like, it's impossible to even try to list off their credits, but there was a lot of hype surrounding this Swiss beats and Timbaland being responsible for a lot of the battles that went on RZA versus DJ premier, um, Sean Garrett versus the dream whatever there's a bunch of them and there's more to come but this one they really put some hype around because of course these guys have had mega success we're talking together i think like 15 grammys these are very decorated producers and songwriters and artists the only thing is if you're gonna put so much effort behind the promo and you're going to tell people you should all dress up. This is a classy event. Put on your best church clothes. I didn't. A lot of people did, though. I saw it on my timeline. And it didn't happen because of technical difficulties. Granted, we got great Teddy Riley memes right now. But it wasn't about that. We already t- tarnished Michael Jordan's amazing legacy with the crying Jordan meme. We didn't need to do that to Teddy Riley. Did he deserve it? Maybe. Did it have to happen? No. And I really wish they would have planned the sound because Babyface was cooling. He was there by himself, nice little fit on, still looking super young. He had his little sound system. Now I don't say little, it's probably millions of dollars worth of equipment, but he had a sound system there, very simple. He's playing his records. Everything was all good. Everyone could hear it. Everyone's cool, cool. And then Teddy Riley comes out as if he's about to um host the soul train awards and he's there with his nice little hat got his little mustache looking all right and he was he had a crazy production he was like in this crazy it must have been one of the studios in his home 
but he was like standing on a stage. He had a microphone with the mic stand. Um, and he's like screaming at his staff. Like he was Joe Jackson. And it's like, why do you have so many people in the room? One, like, this is not that, like, I don't want to say it's not that serious because it is like two huge megastars battling their catalogs, but it's not that serious. This is an IG live performance that you're not getting paid for. Yeah. You want to put on a good show. Yeah. You want to flex your catalog, but just make sure you got a nice speaker that we can hear the tunes and go back and forth. You don't need the microphone and the, the backup dancers and a DJ. The guy had the full production. Nobody needed that. Nobody required that. Ain't nobody got time for that. Nobody has time for that. Just play the songs. Give your two cents. If you have a cool little story that we never heard about, like, oh yeah, Michael Jackson choked eating corn on the cob while we made this song. Cool. But you don't got to do the whole, you know, bells and whistles. There's no, there's no time for all that. Maybe I, I'm the uh, I'm going too hard on Teddy Riley or whatever the case is because I know he wanted to put on a good performance and like I said earlier like it's not like he had to do this, but I'm just saying you you had a lot of people show out and again if I'm saying there's four hundred thousand people at one given moment that means people tuning in and out in between one and two million people who came out not came out they're all stuck at home but took the time to be like oh oh yeah that battle's going on let me go and see what's going on here and then it's like ah. And pointless disappointment. Maybe I'm being greedy. Maybe, I don't know. Beggars can't be choosers. But regardless, he hit me with a quick. Psych. That's the wrong number. <laughs> Anyways, um, but of course, the highlight of all of this Instagram madness is for sure Tory Lanez and his quarantine radio. It happened to, uh, like the whole situation couldn't have happened better for him. Yeah, I think he gained like over 2 million followers in the, in the couple of weeks that he did this quarantine radio. If you're not aware of quarantine radio, um, it's essentially just Tory Lanez who um, would go on his Instagram live, ask girls to twerk. That's essentially all it is. And, um, but he's so entertaining about it because he's got the soundboard. He's got the hype man. He's got his whole crew in there, which is very anti-social distancing. He's got bottle girls in there who always had a nipple slip, not complaining, just saying. And uh, yeah, he made a, a, a really fun moment out of something that, you know, a lot of people were just kind of down and out. Now, he got banned at one point for not following the Instagram guidelines. Guidelines, guidelines. Um, he had women on there who were getting too scantily clad. They were sh revealing a little too much. So the CEO of Instagram shut him down, but only for 24 hours because he was back up the next day, which is unprecedented because there's been a lot of people who've been banned and put into Instagram jail for a week at a time. Lil Boosie, of course, um, for his famous. Put your pussy lips on live. I'll give you a thousand dollars. Come on, man. But um, yeah, Tory Lane's. It, it was fun. It's, it's engaging. Like when you go on somebody's page and they're super excited and you know, she's going crazy right now. Hold on, hold on, hold on, mama, mama. I need you to go crazy right now. It's, it, you know, you're entertained. You're like, okay, this guy is, you you feed off of his level of excitement. He's just as stuck at, in, in the house as everyone else. But of course, you know, he's got a level of success where he can afford, you know, maybe some more, more lavish perks than the average person. But he's, you know, he's in his way giving back 
by engaging with people all the time. You get excited when he's when he's supercharged up that somebody joined his live. Drake's in the building, ultimate light skin, ultimate light skin. And you're like, okay, you're excited for his excitement, right? So I'm all for it. And then he puts out this challenge where he's asking girls to, uh, there's a twerk fest challenge, there's a wow challenge for people just to do some crazy stuff if they don't twerk or whatever the case is. Um, and we'll get to this in a second. I want to give out an award for like the most ratchet person, obviously, you know, it being the tall, dark and ratchet podcast, we got to give it up for those who take it up step further in the, the life of ratchetness. But yeah, no, I just, I, I just want to say that his, um, his quarantine radio will be missed. He said he had the last one because quarantine is over, which I'm sure they'll probably end up extending it because I haven't really heard too much about, aside from Trump saying that a few states are going to slowly start to release, but he's in Florida. And we all know how Floridians like to get down. They're crazy. They're wilding. So they're all going to go to the beach. Pandemic's going to be back on. COVID-19 is going to be popping, roaming the streets. And then I mean, again, I'm not wishing on this, but if, if we do end up getting stuck in the house, I really do hope quarantine radio does come back because it was very entertaining. Um, but yeah, I don't think little Boosie gets the credit credit that he deserves. I mean, we, we played the, the song earlier. This is. I'm a fun guy. <laughs> yeah, like that's. Like he, he, I think I feel he paved the way for Tory Lanes with all the ratchet behavior because he was getting women to twerk on there. Um, but again, he was offering them a thousand dollars to get a little bit freakier. But he actually cleared that up in an interview. He's actually never given anyone money for doing anything on Instagram Live. And in searching for that song and the clip, there's a video on YouTube of um, some woman actually flicking her bean for like 45 seconds. And I wasn't crazy about Lil Boosie's music beforehand. Still not all that, you know, fond of, I don't know, it's maybe polarizing some people. People are like, Boosie's a legend. But I'm, I've become more of a fan of his antics on social media as of late more than anything. And um, yeah, when I went on YouTube to find that clip, I was a little bit startled to see some woman, you know, satisfying herself while Lil Boosie was just there staring in the camera, moaning and groaning. That's not what I came here for, Boosie. I mean, put your pussy lips on live, I'll give you a thousand But I don't want to see you seeing that. I get the sentiment that you're trying to get a little bit spicy on the timeline, trying to entertain yourself in the house, but you could have easily got that woman to just, you know, give you a little private show, but come on, man. You decided to have everybody be involved, and, you know, I maybe see things otherwise but again i i feel like you paved the way for a great quarantine activity for everyone so i am grateful for that i don't want to sound ungrateful i like you little boosie that was uh that was needed now i know i'm trying to stay positive during quarantine and celebrate all the great things that we've been able to uh experience together but there have been a couple of flops um, mainly of course that Teddy Riley incident that we, we spoke about that happened on Saturday, which I think they're rescheduling. It might be tonight. I don't know, but stay tuned for that. Hopefully, you know, somebody calls them. It's like, bro, it's not that serious. Just get a, you know, Bluetooth speaker and just play the tunes. But, um, it's been interesting to see people release music during this quarantine because you don't really know how it's going to be affected because they can't tour off of it. They can't do the press runs. So they can't go to all the radio stations. Um, 
I, I imagine it's very difficult for them to promote their music in a time where everyone is stuck at home and maybe who knows they haven't finished their records so they don't have access to the studios that they typically go to and that they're confined to their homes finishing those projects there but party next door has been sitting on an album for about three years or working on it or whatever now he's in the conversation when we talk about people who are leading the the charts with um phenomenal songs artistry uh, performance party next door is in that conversation or so i think he is but his album debuted at number eight which is a little bit weird considering it's been three years you would think that everyone would have rushed but they are saying that i think maybe 20 percent of uh music consumption has been has dropped since this whole COVID-19 situation. But either way, he had one song on there that actually I really enjoyed and I feel like is very fitting um, for my life because it's called Savage Anthem. And I'm just going to play this one excerpt from this song here. Trying to clean up because you come. I broke off in the living room. There's a smell in the living room. No, that's fucked up. That's what pimping do. No, that's fucked up. That's what pimping do. No, that's fucked up. That's what pimping do. Um, see, so can't sing. Yeah, it's called Savage Anthem, and he, uh, in that lyric, you could hear there he's pretty much he smashed some chick, and then his girl's coming home, Kalani, and he had to just I don't know, like how do you clean up? Like what? Is, first of all, maybe I'm not having sex properly, but I don't feel like there's a a, a very strong pungent aroma. I guess maybe if like you can't kind of like the condom smell or whatever, but like, how would you clean that? And then you just hit, hit the room with a quick Febreze. You get a diffuser going, you light a few candles. Like I always have that stuff on the go. I love fragrances, which is why I feel like I would have noticed if there was a pungent smell. And I have had some experiences where the smell was a little less savory than I would have wanted, but I can't imagine, um, it just lingering there. And why are you smashing in the home in which you live with your girl or whatever the case is? So again, very well-named song title, Savage Anthem, because that is very savage. I can't even say that I've done that kind of shit. And that's, I've done some, some spicy stuff, but I'm not like a cheater though. Anyways, I'm not gonna get into my dirty laundry right now. We're talking about Party Next Door. Um, yeah, so I don't know if the numbers dictate like I thought the album was okay. I haven't really listened to it in the right setting. I feel like I want to be, I don't know, cuddled up or in a bathtub. And I just haven't really done any of that. So I haven't really thoroughly enjoyed party next door's album in it's, uh, desired state. So if you are a fan of party next door, I'm sorry. Didn't mean to, uh, to shit on your boy. Like I said, that Savage Anthem is great. Spoke to me. Um, but yeah, another thing too was uh, that didn't necessarily, I think, go according to plan was Diddy decided to do a dance-a-thon. Now, I'm all for, again, these celebrities coming together to do something to give back. So I'm not going to shit on the gesture or the idea or the premise of what it is that you were trying to get off the ground. But the execution, I knew it wasn't going to be that great when the preview for it was like two or three minutes long just naming the people that were going to be involved in this dance-a-thon not that it was a bad list of people 
it was all A-list people. We're talking the Jennifer Lopez's. We're talking Drake. We're talking uh, Sierra. Like there was big names on the list. But I'm like, you named maybe five people who can dance. So why is it a dance-a-thon? And then you jump in because it's like a nine-hour event. You jump in at some point in time and it's him talking to somebody and he's dancing, his family's dancing in the background. And I, I don't know. I just felt like, yeah, this ain't it. This wasn't for me, me personally. I, I can't speak on behalf of everyone else, but again, the engagement on it wasn't that crazy. They did raise money, so the goal was met. But yeah, that just didn't do it for me. I The only other flop I want to talk about, because again, we're trying to keep it positive. This one kind of turn into a positive because it's uh every time I see it doesn't matter I've seen this probably 50 times by now I still get a small chuckle I'm not gonna belt out laughing right now but when I first saw this I was weak because this level of struggle displayed in this person's face throughout this meme was just hilarious I made smart investments that's why right now with this huge academic, I mean, uh, with, this, with, this, with, with, this, with, with this huge shit that's going on, all this crazy stuff that's going on. <laughs> okay, okay. My it's, investments are still paying off. This shit's still funny. Um, the look in his face right before he's trying to, I don't know, I still don't even know what word he was looking to do to, to execute here if he was trying to say pandemic or epidemic, but it came out as academic and the struggle in his face throughout this entire video, right before he's like, when he's thinking about what he's about to say, I made smart investments. That's right. why right now with this huge academic, I mean, uh, with this, with this, it, with, with this, with, with this huge shit that's going on, all this, man said it with this huge like you couldn't even say like with this huge illness with this huge virus nothing uh, 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 with this huge shit that's going on uh and whenever in doubt just show how much money you have now granted i know you're like yeah this guy has cte bro he's been punched in the head a lot of times and that's cool i mean it's not cool but i understand where you're coming from but don't go on instagram live trying to talk about pandemics if you've been punched in the head a bunch of times. So sorry, man, but you've been out at the soundboard. I made smart investments. Did you, did you Floyd? With this huge academic, I mean, uh, I mean, uh, 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 with this, uh, with this huge shit that's going on, all this crazy stuff that's going on. Today, Junior. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you got Adam Sandler from Billy Madison right there. Um, but yeah, that was hilarious. I know there's a lot of memes and, uh, we could probably spend an, a good solid hour just going through the best of the memes. We're not going to spend too much time on that. Obviously we got a shout out. Um, I, I, I was going to say queen, but I'm like, who actually has that title? So I'm just going to say, uh, the princess. Coronavirus! Yeah. Coronavirus! Yeah. Cardi B had a great moment with that one right there. Um, now, I'm not a, a fan of politics. I've never been a fan of politics. Are people fans of politics or are they just they're just like knowing what's going on in the world of politics? Well, regardless, I wish I could say that I paid a little bit more attention in school when this stuff was being explained or and I know it's important. It shapes the way that we navigate the world as a society and the X, Y and Z. 
but I, I, I'm not going to sit here in line and be like, yeah, I loved like, I just don't know enough. And I, I feel like I just don't care. And I know it's very ignorant of me to say any of this and also say that, um, I don't think that my vote matters, which I know again, sounds very ignorant, very self-aware at how preposterous this all sounds, but I just don't care. It's a lot of energy to pay attention to these guys who are in these suits. Maybe I just have PTSD with wearing suits, man. I've been in a lot of, I've involved in a lot of pyramid schemes, but with all that being said, um, the one good thing that came out of politics was our prime minister said the word moist. Now that kind of shit makes its way over to me. Um, I mean, I'll watch the news ever, um, or read articles on this kind of stuff. But when a guy says moist and somebody makes a remix song to it, yeah, it's going to come, it's going to come my way and I'm going to enjoy it. Wash our hands onto our elbows. These are the things, the things we know, we know. If people want to wear a mask, that is okay. These are the things, the things we know that prevents you from speaking moistly. Speaking moistly. Keep two meters apart. Speaking moistly. Now, how the fuck do you speak moistly? Yeah, I know sometimes you, you spit when you speak. I'm definitely guilty of that. But how do you prevent yourself from speaking moistly? Like, keep your two meters apart. I get it. But... And maybe I'm being too harsh by saying that if you're speaking moistly in the first place, we probably aren't friends. I'm not rushing to hang out with that person. Hey there. Like what? Why are you speaking so moistly? Back the fuck up, man. Ain't nobody got time for that. Ain't nobody got time for that. No, nobody needs all that moisture, man. Any hoodles. Uh, let's see here. So, yeah, we went over some of these. Oh, yeah. So there's another uh, song that came out, a remix. Now, I know this has been beaten into the ground. Get over yourselves. I haven't been able to uh, express myself when it comes to this. But, um, yeah, I touched on Tiger King a little bit on my IG if you scroll through. But this song, I feel like hasn't gotten the acclaim it has deserved but um it definitely slaps on tiktok too carol basket killed her husband whacked him can't convince me that it didn't happen fed him to tigers they snacking what's happening carol baskin yeah fuck carol baskin um yeah shout out to uh ricky retro for hitting us with that nice little remix right there uh yeah cardi b had her moment okay now they've been releasing some people from prison which depending on how you look at it is a good thing because you don't want there to be a huge spread within a prison which seems like it's very easy for that to happen considering that these guys are in and girls are in these very small confinements and most of them bunked up with each other. So if one person's sick, then 
now automatically by default, you're looking at potentially two people getting sick and then they go into a common area, whether it be a working out area or a lunchroom or where, a library, and they're now spreading this virus among the prison. I feel like it would spread super quickly. So if you're, if you have a loved one who's been incarcerated and you, you know, maybe they have a smaller sentence than somebody who's in there for a lot longer or whatever the case is, and they're supposed to be out soon and they're now at risk of catching this virus, I could see how freeing some inmates would be good. However, they let six, nine out the fucking prison. And I don't know how I really feel about that. Um, because, okay, he snitched on everybody, including himself. Come on, man. And you can't expect him, of all people, to get out of prison and not try to make somewhat of a comeback. Now, he's been out for, I don't know the exact timeline, maybe a week, two weeks. And one of his conditions, because I think he's on house arrest for five years now or whatever the case is. I think one of his conditions is he's allowed to be on social media, but he's not allowed to antagonize other rappers or personalities or anybody for that matter. So he's already trolling himself because immediately afterwards he changed his bio um, to being, I don't know if it's bio, maybe he sent out a tweet. I think it was a bio, but anyways, saying like, why is everyone calling me a snitch? Like, I don't get it and then put a photo of himself because he's got this little animated 3D character of himself in a prison jumpsuit on a mousetrap holding up a big brick of cheese, insinuating that he is in fact a rat. And I'll be clear and say that I was indeed a fan of 6ix9ine pre-snitch era. So 2018, before he was incarcerated, I was a fan. I liked how confident he was, how um, unapologetic he was. He's an intelligent guy. It's not like he's a, a big dopey buffoon, which could be argued because of the situation that he had gotten himself into. But I'm not a person of the streets. So a lot of the codes that he has clearly demonstrated that he does not follow and that he's broken, I don't necessarily feel like I put myself in a situation where I have to live by said codes. So I can see how someone can look at a guy like Takashi and say, well, listen, you don't know, you've never been in that situation. You might've snitched on people too. And guess what? Yeah, you're right, I might've, but I don't put myself in situations where that might be the outcome. So as of right now, I ain't a snitch. I'm not going to rat because I haven't put myself in a scenario where that has to happen. Now he put himself in that scenario. Granted, he's young or was young or whatever. He's in his early 20s. But he's also a father. And he's also, I feel like, somebody who's portrayed themselves as being someone who is very self-aware. So you know what situation you're putting yourself in. All that, in a nutshell, means... They should have stripped him from his social media because now we're seeing how the culture has switched from snitching being a big deal where you're written off to now nobody gives a fuck. I'm seeing rappers who are 
potentially going to be reaching out to work at work with them. Um, he's already kind of gone back and forth, you know, doing a little follow flirting on Instagram with some artists, which I can only imagine he's going to be coming out with music with if that is his plan. My my theory on this whole six nine thing right now is I think from his release, he's spending the time now. Well, one to get back with his family, so on. But he might also just be stewing and marinating on what was said about him, how the media, how his fans, how the general public perceives him in order for him to come back and do it in a way where he can navigate the the current climate of what we deem 6ix9ine to be right now. So if that means he's getting a makeover, Maybe he's cutting off his hair. Maybe he's getting the tattoos removed. Maybe he's keeping it all and he's just going a step further with the jewelry and whatever. Because don't forget, he put out an album right before he went in and they all, all those songs charted and did crazy numbers. So I don't know how much of his money was tied up in legal fees or how much access he has to his funds or whatever the case is, but there's potential for him to be able to, while we're all stuck at home and nobody can do crazy productions, he might be able to get himself, you know, some equipment and start recording some content. Who knows? Um, but where I stand with this is that, you know, what he did, um, is inexcusable. Do I think, uh, he has an opportunity to come back? Yeah. Am I going to be tuned in? Nah, I'm a watch at first. Yeah. Not, not because, um, I, I want to support and I'm like, Ooh, yeah, go six nine, but I'll be curious just like anybody else. And I'm not going to be one of those stubborn guys. Like, no, if he's a snitch, then I can't even participate in whatever. Like, nah, motherfucker. He's putting up free content on, on Instagram. I'm going to go peep it to see what's really good and see how he's trying to spin this. Cause I'm, I'm at, I'm at home bored. And if he does it during quarantine, I'm going to be tuned in with my popcorn waiting. Um, yeah, there's also been some, uh, some standup specials speaking of things being released. That was a terrible segue, but Louis C.K. put out a stand-up special on his website where he charged $8 USD. I watched it, and I paid the 8 bucks. Does that mean I support Louis C.K.'s um, past behavior? No. Do I think some people blew his weird kink out of proportion? Yeah. And I know that's... Again, something that might polarize people like, no, he was masturbating in front of people. <sighs> All right, let me paint a scenario for you right now. It's Louis C.K. He's a balding ginger who's a little bit older and out of shape. Yeah, I could see how you might want to be like, yeah, that's, uh, that's questionable. But if like uh, um, David Beckham or who's like a younger guy who's like, uh, like, oh, who do girls find like if Thor, some like handsome rippled motherfucker came up to you and was like, listen, I know this is a little bit odd, but um, would you mind if I masturbated in front of you? You'd be like, yo, bring the oil. Let's get it going. Like, do you need me to do anything? Like, let's, let's get it on. Not me Just saying the people who've stepped forward and said these things about him. Now, again, I'm not excusing any of his behavior saying that anything that he did was not uncalled for. Cause I, I wasn't there. I wasn't, I'm not in the room or else who knows? Maybe I'd be one of those people stepping up being like, yeah, motherfucker, that shit was gross. But because I wasn't one of the people in the room, I can't necessarily say what was right and what was wrong because he's saying that he asked consent 
and then you know it's uh it's a it's a sticky situation pun not intended but it's um he he addressed it in his special is what i'm getting at so i watched the special because again i'm very curious about these things on how people kind of spin themselves out of it um i went to go see aziz ansari live during the whole scandal of me, uh the me too case that was against him his was a bit lighter though in the sense that it was just kind of like mm, i feel like even the supporters of the me too movement kind of read like the transcript of kind of the the conversation and the letter and stuff that people wrote afterwards and they were just like yeah i don't know man like it's like there's such gray area here i'm not gonna go into my views on the whole me too thing because i feel like it's just too much to unravel and uh i'm trying to keep this one fun because we're talking about um stand-up comedy and humor but yeah the louis ck all in all i enjoyed it i thought it was good um tom segura also came out with one not too long ago that one was good burt kreischer not for me he's got the shirt off um some of his jokes were kind of good but personally from moi didn't really hit the spot um uh chris D'Elia just dropped his on the 14th and today is six days after that so it's the 20th um i watched it and he just turned 40 and he just had a child two months ago so i i guess maybe my expectation for his level of maturity was a bit too high again as somebody who is a uh, a stand-up comedian and you guys haven't really seen much of my stuff so for me to just kind of sit on my high horse on this pedestal on my soapbox being like this isn't good comedy I could see how you're just like, bro, you're a hypocrite. Like, let's see your smoke. Like, what are you talking about? I get it. But I'm still a huge fan of comedy. And I can say what I do enjoy and what I don't enjoy. And I love Chris D'Elia's podcast. I love Chris D'Elia's interviews. I love Chris D'Elia's social media. His stand-up wasn't for me, man. It wasn't for me just wasn't for me and listen i'm rooting for the dude i'm not like he needs my support at all he's so much more successful than i am um but all i'm saying is that one didn't hit me where i wanted it to pause um but hey it's for a different audience i think the the thing that i will say that's a positive about his style of comedy is that he can even though he is 40 years old, can still reach a young demographic because that shit wasn't for adults. I'll put it that way. Uh, moving forward. One thing that quarantine has um, done for people is if you were just in a relationship that maybe ended just prior to the, the announcement that you were locked in, you probably got back together with that person and you're probably super pumped about it. And I'm happy for you because I know there were some people that I saw who were ready for summer. They were ready to have a hot girl summer and the dudes are ready to, you know, just tear up the town. You know, as soon as the sun pokes out, everyone's sun's out, guns out, but gyms got shut down. So your summer body got put on hold and the idea of being at home alone was a little bit too much for some people. And you're like, 
well, I already built up this huge thing with this person. I might as well just see it through to the end of quarantine. So congrats to you guys. And for people who actually managed to start new relationships, because I've dabbled in the world of online dating during quarantining, and it's not a pretty place. These apps are telling you to do video calls and video dates, which I have seen on my timeline, people getting ready for video dates, like getting their makeup on and stuff like that to go and meet somebody virtually, which, you know, you're following the rules. Good on you. For me, nah. If I'm on an online dating app, I'm trying to see somebody in the real life. So those don't really do it for me. I feel like the next episode, we're going to go on a deep dive about all these online dating sites and um, how they've thrived or plummeted during this quarantining. But um, an impressive relationship that I've seen unfold is um, from my hometown. I am from Manitoba, Winnipeg to be specific. And there's a young gentleman by the name of Goody Grace who has been coupled up with Kate Beckinsale. Now she's more than twice his age. She's 46, 47, something like that. And he's only 22. Now I bring this up because I find it very interesting that they are getting a lot of media attention during a lockdown. So they're going out on walks and TMZ still on the job, still trying to find people to uh, expose and pry into their personal lives. They rolled up on them and it's been confirmed that they are an item. Um, Now, I just find it interesting to see his growth because when I was a radio personality in Winnipeg in 2012 and 2013, so he would have been, what, 14, 15 years old, he was a rapper. And I'm talking the baggy clothes, the white Oakley sunglasses, the silver chains, not the same person that you're seeing on TMZ holding a Hollywood actress's hand. So he's had a lot of growth and maturity since I've last seen him. Um, I've known a little bit more about his um, progression over the years because I've still remained in close contact with friends of his, not directly in contact with him. He's um, blocked me on everything. I'm just kidding. I'm not blocked. He just doesn't follow me. So I can't send messages. Come on, goody, follow back. No, I'm just playing. Um, I don't know if I can follow him, but he, um, he's been bubbling in those circles for a while now, the Hollywood circles, um, doing collaborations with G easy and a blink 182, which he did a performance on Jimmy Kimmel with as well, which was really cool. Um, but yeah, I don't even know what his genre of music would be categorized as if that's um, alternative or rock or like pop or whatever it is. But um, super talented kid. I've always kind of um, wished him the best. Like whenever I see somebody from my hometown actually trying to um, transcend their circumstance from being from such a small city where it was a little bit of a cra- crab in the bucket mentality, go out to LA and bet on yourself and take the chance, like props to you. Um, I just find it super interesting that um, Kate Beckinsale, like I'm, I'm just, I, I, not to pry into people's personal lives. I don't want to become TMZ or Perez Hilton or whatever, but, um, I just, I'm curious myself just to how serious that relationship is not again, that it's any of my business, but she has a history of dating these younger guys all under 30 for like a year and then swerving. So, I mean, if this is a, a, a publicity stunt, pss, yo, more power to the both of you. 
get your rocks off, get your nuts off, have all the fun in the world. Um, but yeah, it's just, uh, I just get curious. That's it. Don't really have, um, too much to say on that. Damn son. Where'd you find this? Yeah, obviously, uh, I think this thing is, uh, I think I'm just reaching an hour over here. So we're pretty much wrapping this up. I just want to kind of say, um, a big thank you to Pornhub for allowing us to access your premium content for free during this COVID um 19 and um we really do appreciate that so i'm going to send this off by giving you the ratchet of the week it is a segment that i um have never done because this is episode one so we'll see how it goes i just ripped this song from meg the stallion so if it gets taken down on youtube then you know why but let's get ratchet 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 Let's get ratchet. Let's get ratchet. Let's get ratchet. Let's get ratchet. Yeah, let's get ratchet. So if I had to narrow down during quarantine the most ratchet thing that I've seen so far, it would have to go out to a young lady whose name remains unknown, who appeared on quarantine radio on Tory Lanez's live. She twerked like the rest of them. She danced her heart out. But she also forgot to remove her tampon. So she had a string swinging between her legs the entire time that she was twerking. Now, ladies, I'm not very familiar with the inner workings of the tampon string and whether or not it can be tucked inside of the panty. But if you know you're going to twerk in front of hundreds of thousands of people, you probably shouldn't have a string swinging between your legs because ain't nobody got time for that and it's just really not that aesthetically pleasing so yeah i can't say that i'm in favor of her um behavior in not concealing such a thing but again um ladies are gonna have to hit me up like did she have alternatives because she put it on a pad could she have uh, just yanked the whole thing out altogether and just maybe wore some pink, not obviously on camera, and maybe worn some red panties so it wouldn't have shown up? I don't know. Let me know because I am really kind of in the dark about the whole situation. But she wins the title of the Ratchet of the Week. So congratulations to you. Um, you have earned it, my dear. So hopefully you uh, learn from that mistake if it didn't end well for you and... If um, you didn't learn from that, well, hopefully you just don't show up on my live. Put your pussy lips on live, I'll give you $1,000. Well, that's been the Tall, Dark, and Ratchet podcast. I hope you enjoyed yourself. I definitely enjoy myself. There's going to be some things that we're going to have to work out over here in terms of the lighting and the placement of cameras and so on and so forth. Um, but yes, this is the first episode. You can expect this every single Monday. Um, it'll be on all your favorite streaming platforms, the Spotify's, the Apple Music's, or Apple podcasts or whatever that apple thing's called on android um google podcasts and of course i'm going to upload the video onto youtube but if you are listening on in on this and you miss some of the the video clips um go check it out on youtube um subscribe like do all that fun stuff that people always say at the end of these things and uh we'll see you next week 
I'm also going to be doing a live podcast Thursdays on a new platform called See Alive, which we'll talk about more if and when it actually happens. But until then, I bid you adieu. You guys are awesome and uh, stay ratchet, guys. Peace.